Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman. This is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends, and uh, we are doing this a little bit different. Uh, this It's a new year. It's a new decade. And um, I'm, as you know, uh, from some of the previous episodes, I'm going through some stuff that is a little bit different. New year, new me, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that we can all change with time and um, that we all have go through different seasons of our lives. So uh, this is just a different time for me and a time where I'm focusing on myself, my own mental health, having fun, having a good time. And uh, I, that's what I'm doing with this podcast. So uh, this episode is with me and my good friends, Justin Untrasay or <laughs> his retinue, and one of my best friends, Jacob Boyd. And we just talk uh, about a bunch of different stuff. I think we touched on video games, old cartoons, um, memories and things from the past and different dimensions, um, playing hooky, uh, just all kinds of, we go deep. We have a lot of laughs. We have a lot of fun. So, um, uh, I just wanted to share this with you guys, set this up a little bit, and uh, be on the lookout for more episodes, uh, some like this, some with other people, some where we're just hanging around having fun and having a good time, um, some where we actually have a point and maybe go a little bit deeper with stuff. But this was one where we just had a lot of fun hanging around on a Saturday night um, here at Encapsulated Studios. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy this episode, A Natural fighter created the genius it doesn't matter this camera is so good at processing in real time that it makes it look like a stabilized steady cam shot, like in the air. We're just passing the mic around the circle here. Oh, hey, Wes, what's up? You want to talk? <laughs> Dude, you got to make sure that this uh, microphone has a weird Whoa. little thing here. So, Whoa. yes. Okay, so as I said on um, my previous episode that I was telling you guys about, I wanted to have you guys be on the podcast and just talk about um, whatever we talk about because I like talking to you guys (laughs) and have it be very like loosely formatted so we can like talk about whatever we want and like you were just talking about drone footage and stuff like that and I think that that's really cool and um, I also just want to make reiterate the point that I and I talked about this on my last podcast too. Like I don't want I want this to be fairly loosely formatted, and I really don't feel any need to do these podcasts anymore than just because I want to do them. And it's Wes Hoffman with friends, and so I feel like you guys are two of my close friends and I want to have you be like regular people on the podcast. So, um, thank you for being here, Justin. I mean, (laughs) his (laughs) and Jacob Boyd, you old 36 year old touring bassist, you. (laughs) So yeah, thank you guys for being here. Say what? Uh, uh, well, the uh, the other microphone isn't really working right now, so I figured we'd just pass this one around. Yeah. What's that? It's like the conch from Lord of the Flies. Like, you have to pass that around. And you should be able to talk. But then, what, what's what's his name with the glasses? Piggy, Piggy yeah. I love you, Piggy. This one, this one, I want to dedicate this podcast to you, Piggy, from Lord of the Flies. You are the man... And I appreciate everything that you did on that island. Your sacrifice has not gone unnoticed. <laughs> I've never seen we, Lord of the Flies. Oh, really? Well, everybody, well, I've never seen it. Uh, we read it in freshman lit, freshman English one, whatever. Did you read it in high school, Hez? I saw, like, the the original Lord of the Flies movie. 
There was, I think there was a black and white one. Oh, so you were just like flipping through the channels and were like, oh, sweet, 1952 black and white movie with a bunch of kids running around the jungle. This looks sweet. <laughs> and then you're like, just stumbled upon it. I thought everybody read that book. That's really funny. I'm going to pass the mic. Yeah. Just pass it on down when you don't have anything to say, man. I'm here for you. <laughs> yes, on that 70s show when they would always go down to the bottom of the table at the end of the show. Um, and, like, they'd be talking about something and <laughs> making jokes. <laughs> that show was... Dude, do you ever... Okay, so Disney Plus. Do you guys have Disney Plus? Uh, we got, okay, cool. Um, I got Disney Plus and I really, really liked it. Uh, I've been watching all of the Boy Meets Worlds, which whenever Jenny and I um, first bought our house, we had Dish Network and Boy Meets World was like on reruns. And so I would always set it to DVR and it was on at like 6 a.m. in the morning. So sometimes I would turn it on while I was getting ready for the day. I've literally seen the Boy Meets World series all the way through from episode one to, um, I think there's like like over a hundred, uh, probably three or four times now. <laughs> it's I know it's a lot. It's a lot, but uh, I made up this this Ben Savage Ben and Fred Savage guest stars. Okay, so interesting. Yes, Adam Savage. So a little bit of a uh, like interesting trivia thing is. Ben Savage was Boy Meets World. Fred Savage was Wonder Years, and which were both like kind of the same show, but set in different times, but like kind of similar characters. You know what I mean? And then Joey Lawrence was in Blossom and Matthew Lawrence is in Boy Meets World, which are also like coming of age shows. You know what I mean? And the dad from the Wonder Years guest stars on Boy Meets World, as well as the teacher from the Wonder Years guest stars on Boy Meets World, too. <laughs> this is a modern era, uh, era Lincoln Kennedy cons- comparison. How, do you know? Do you know about that? There's the famous thing, and and from what I've read, most of it's true. Like Lincoln's vice president was, uh, or somebody in his cabinet was named Kennedy. Kennedy, what? Oh no, no, no! I'm good. Thanks, dude. No, there's just like a there's a. Fa- if you don't know what it is, I'll stop talking about it. But there's a semi kind of famous online like comparison. Like Kennedy had a ton of similarities with Lincoln, and and it's just like really, yeah, a lot of parallels. And so when you were talking about Boy Meets World crossover with uh, with all the parallels, it really got me thinking of that analogy that has just uh, murdered this conversation <laughs> to a dead halt. It's it's kind of like how. So Boy Meets World is in the the Wonder Years universe, kind of like how the whole Breaking Bad is in the Walking Dead universe. Like it's it's connected like on a special timeline. Yes, it is. It's all like it's all interconnected. I I um I actually have this song that I so <laughs> this is kind of an inside joke between uh, Jenny and I. But one time. She, I was watching Boy Meets World, and she was, like, asking me some question or something. And I go, I go, don't bother me when I'm watching Boy. And, and she's, she, goes, she goes, when you're watching Boy? Like, because I said it kind of funny, you know? And um, so now that it's been back on Disney+, Plus, like, so every once in a while, she'd, she'd, she'd like, walk into the room, and, and she'd say, do you want to watch Boy? Like, and I'd be like, yes, I, I will always watch Boy Meets World. Uh, but anyways... I made up this song that was like, that I've been singing lately. That's like, don't bother me when I'm watching, boy. <laughs> and I just keep singing that over and over. <laughs> and uh, when I was younger, I wrote a song. I was a huge Boy Meets World fan. I wrote like kind of a punk ska song. It was never to be released, but uh, during the Knuckle Pop days, I wrote this like ska song that was like, Corey and Topanga, they fell in love. It was like kind of like that. Corey had a heart attack. <laughs> Sean Hunter was like the 
the troubled soul. Like if you go through the whole thing, like he always had these tarth, these that every once in a while they would they would like bring God and like spirituality in, into it. Where like the, there was the one where Mister Turner gets into a motorcycle wreck, and Sean's like, "I don't want to be alone, God." Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't watch that show that much. So, so the guy that plays Dinesh on Silicon Valley, he just came out with a. Hit, like a picture of his body. Camille Nanjiani. Yes. He's been working out for this new Marvel show that he's going to be on. And they, he just like came out with a picture. Yeah. It, like he, he put a lot of work into it. Even the, the rock replied to his picture saying like, it's really hard to put on dense muscle like you did. Congratulations on that. But the man who played George Feeney on boy meets world recently released his workout video. What? And it's the best thing in reply to that. You just, you just, you have to see the video. Wait, 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 Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney. the the guy who was like 84, 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay, he's uh, he just put out a workout video. That's incredible, and it's not like, is it ironic? It's just him working out. It's ah, it's got it. Just like chair workouts. There are some of the episodes. With Mr. Feeney, I okay. I know that, uh, like I'm a pretty sensitive person, you know, and so, like, when I watch these shows, like, there are some episodes with Mr. Feeney, like, he was gonna retire after Sean and Topanga and Corey all like were gonna graduate because he didn't feel like he wanted to take on another class because they were so good, you know? And he had been what he had been with them since grade school. <laughs> and there was like an episode where like he where they were like, we oh, they were kind of saying we've we've dr- driven you away and that's and we've like worn you out. That's why you're retiring. He's like, no, it's because of all that you've done for me. And I seriously almost start crying because it's like they gave that man so much shit. So I so I remember as a kid, like as a real little kid, I'd be like four or five having like my afternoon snack, you know, like the halcyon days, man. It was just fantastic. Like, here's your cheese and crackers. Here's G.I. Joe. Followed up with Dennis the Menace. Life's great. Stay up till 11. Watch David Letterman play Legos. Be a, be a 50-year-old man at four, you know, like we all were. <clears throat> uh, but I would watch Dennis the Menace, and I would I loved it. I loved it. He would give Mr. Wilson hell. And now I watch Dennis the Menace and I'm like, this little shithead, someone has got to teach this kid a lesson. And I'm not like this super punitive person, but like, he's like legit, like terrorizes this old man and no one puts any boundaries on him. There was an episode when that I watched recently on YouTube when this Dennis somehow... Dennis sold Mr. Wilson's house. <laughs> and they literally put wheels on it and were moving it while Mr. Wilson and his wife were in it. <laughs> and they didn't even know. They were like, "Was our house moving right now?" And like <laughs> they got they, they and then like they they ended up like down by a river by a waterfall and like the house kind of the house like almost you know crashes a million times and then mrs wilson comes out and she goes oh george you got me that beautiful view i've always wanted but he literally sold this guy's house while he was still in it and they came and took it. They didn't even check. Like, hey, is anybody in there? They just, like, put it on a flatbed trailer and pulled it down to the river. <laughs> what kind of lunatic doesn't feel their house get picked up, put on a trailer, <laughs> hauled down the interstate, <laughs> dumped down an embankment next to a lake? <laughs> There's more going on in that house than we realize. <laughs> Oh, that was so great. What were some of... What were some of you guys' favorite shows growing up whenever you were... Oh, well, now, I mean, Disney Plus has kind of brought back some of these, like, Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and 
um, Bonkers and some of these like uh, and uh, like DuckTales is on there. Did I already mention that? Like it's and I'm like, dude, I used to watch DuckTales all the time. Remember what was that? Um, there was a du- Robo Duck. There was Robo Duck that had the one wheel. He had like the one uh, tricycle wheel, and he was like this machine with a, like a duck bill. And then uh, also, well, that's on there. Oh, Gargoyles is on there, and I could talk about Gargoyles. That was my show growing up was Gargoyles because it was it was different than like all the other cartoons that were out because it had this serious tone to it. It wasn't like yeah. a like a fun like jolly cartoon. It was like serious fantasy world that meets the present. And there's this whole storyline that you kind of got to like keep up with. It wasn't like a, a new story each week. It was an ongoing story. Dude, totally that and um, Batman the animated series. Do you guys remember that? Like, um, and that there were a couple episodes of Batman the animated series that, like, I remember uh, that. I was probably in like third or fourth grade, maybe yeah, third or fourth grade when that was on TV. I think it was like 1992. So I would have been nine. So like third or fourth grade. And, um, there were some like episodes of that show where I was legitimately like scared after watching it. Like, Oh, I don't like, there would be a period of time probably around then when, um, we would be at home by ourselves for like an hour. And like during that time, goosebumps would come on that like R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, 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 uh, Batman, the animated series was on too. And there would be a few times where I was like, I'm gonna, I know my older sister's here and my mom's coming home soon, but I'm kind of scared right now from these freaking, sh-. and I remember feeling that way sometimes about gargoyles or like there was one episode. Um, it goes very deep into like, uh, Lexington. He, and, and some of these, um, the, some of the gargoyles have like vendettas and like grudges that they hold against each other and stuff like that. And they're like, I remember a thousand years ago, he didn't, he didn't help me in the battle against this, you know? And so I'm not helping him now. Like there's all this like history with it and flashbacks and stuff like that. And it's like very deep into like emotional type stuff. It's really, really weird, but I, I'm into it. And like Batman had, um, there was this one episode of, of Batman the Animated Series I remember watching, like, in probably 2016. And there was, like, Batman's following this, like, drug kingpin. And the drug kingpin finds out that his son is hooked on the drugs that he is selling. And, like, and Batman, like, kind of takes him around, kind of like the ghost of Christmas past. Like, follows him and sees all this stuff. And then the guy's like, oh, no, you know, and, like... I don't remember the end, but I was like, this is a little heavy for, like, a fucking nine-year-old. Yeah, dude. Like, there were some dark PG movies back in the day. Yeah. Like, it was a different world. I always joke about, like, my childhood was pretty dark, and my wife, like, she loves horror movies and stuff like that. I don't. Um, I tell her, like, I'm always at, like, a like a 7 out of 10, you know, nervousness, like, at all time on my baseline, so I don't need any more thrills and or chills. But apparently people like that. And, uh... But yeah, we were talking about that, and I was just talking about, you know, with all the goosebumps and the Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid, and uh, like a phone call from a ghost was a book that I had. That book legit terrified me so much. I thought, I read the first story, I don't even remember what it was about, I remember there being a skeleton with an old woman's house coat on when her granddaughter came to visit her. It it terrified me. The illustrations were terrifying. I hid it in my closet under a pile of coats. I was terrified of this book. So, uh, yeah, that was never, that was never my bag, but yeah, Brandy always loves that stuff. One of the things like from the ET movie, that was a Steven Spielberg movie. And like, if you watch the original movie, ET, um, yeah, if you watch the original ET, there's a scene where the, uh, cops have like a roadblock up and Elliot's on the bike with E.T. And they're like, they have, they show like Elliot flying and the cops have these guns, like shotguns. But the, when they came in with the new like CG, CGI, when they redid the movie years later, they turned those guns into walkie talkies. That was like one of the things, if you watch the documentary that they like made different in the movie and also like, E.T., they added, like, CGI to him, but some of the, like, little things that they do. Like, there's a... Dude. Um, 
it, it was like when we were younger, you could watch stuff like stuff that they considered to be PG. Like now they, they protect it so much, but like stuff that was PG or PG 13 back then was like way more graphic or like hardcore in the eighties and nineties than it is now. Um, but dude, I watched this show. I've talked to you about this before, Jacob, like, uh, the show called the peanut butter solution. And, and like, it's about this kid. It's, um, it's a Canadian show, but it's like, it's, oh, if there's any children, your children will never sleep again. You might never sleep again, but for your sake, yeah, just fair warning. You, you, you kind of can tell that like some of these people were on drugs for sure. Like when they, when they came up with some of these ideas, like, but like this, it was about this kid who, um, his mom had moved away and, um, he lived with his dad and his sister. And like he, one day from school, they go by this abandoned building and and they like dare to go up in it. So he goes up in it and like, he gets so scared that his hair turns white. Well, the next day his hair is gone. It's com- it's completely fallen out. He's bald. He's like a bald 12-year-old kid. And, and and this is gonna sound like I'm making it up as I'm going, but I'm totally not. This is a real movie. It's called The Peanut Butter Solution. And then he um so so that night he goes to sleep and in the in a dream, he uh dreams that he's like back in the abandoned warehouse and these two ghosts come into to him and they give him the peanut butter solution that's supposed to make his hair grow. And, and it's, um, it's like really weird, kind of like a, a magic spell. Like there's peanut butter and then five dead flies and like all, all these things. And he puts this on his head and his hair just starts growing like insanity, like so long, his hair is growing so freaking long that like, um, he, he can't control it. It's like, it's like literally growing insanely long. And like, uh, the teacher, the Spanish teacher, uh, <laughs> finds out somehow that if he cuts this kid's hair and makes paintbrushes out of it, then he could make paintings that you could walk into and that you could like walk into different dimensions, basically in, in like, you could paint a picture like that jungle. Like if I started walking and I walked into that picture, that tapestry, I would be in the jungle. You know what I mean? And so like he, so then he starts kidnapping all these kids to manufacture paintbrushes out of this kid's hair that just keeps growing it's the it's and i i kid you not the music and the tone of this movie is so fucking scary like i watched i saw it when i was like five it's it's the scariest thing and when you watch when you look at the peanut butter solution on youtube the trailer makes it look like this warm-hearted movie it's totally not it's like a psychological like mind fuck and that was the 80s, kids' eighties movies in a nutshell—a psychological mind fuck. If you even think about movies like Goonies, though, those were even kind of scary. Like how the burglars were coming after them, and like they find them in that abandoned restaurant, and like she acted like she was going to cut his tongue out, and like all that. Like even the Goonies is like kind of freaky. You know what I mean? Back in, it probably would have been like 1990 or 1991 for me. There was a movie that came out called The Buttercream Gang. Yes! Yes, dude, I've seen that. The Buttercream Gang is a gang of do-gooders. Hang on a second. Let me let me take that again. So this is the summary of The Buttercream Gang, if you ever look it up on Google. A gang of do-gooders refuses to give up on an old friend who falls in love. Hang on. Let me One more time. Not falls in love with a bad crowd, but kind of. <laughs> A gang of do-gooders refuses to give up on an old friend who falls with a bad crowd. Dude, I had the Buttercream Gang when I was a kid. I watched, like, we had that on video. It was, like, made by some kind of Christian content manufacturing company. And we, we watched that, and it was like, um, yeah, Pete comes back from Chicago. He, he went to Chicago. He went, He moved away to Chicago, and he, like, came back and looked like a gangster. He totally, like... Like, okay, so Pete came back with, like, a flannel shirt, and only the top button was buttoned. And then everything else was hanging down, and then he had a do-rag on. Yes, he had the do-rag. I remember the do-rag, like, and and um, and he was like, hey, man, how'd you know I was in town? Like, like he got in trouble or something like that. And and how 
uh, they were trying to get him to come back. And like, I remember Scott was the main, was the main character and he, and they, they were like, he was finally like, okay, Hey Pete, let's just hang like it's old times. Let's just like go do whatever. And like, you know, hang out like we used to. And he was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And at one point they're up in the treehouse, and he goes, well, you've done it, done it again, Pete. And Pete's like, what? And Scott goes, chop on my cares and forget about my worries. My favorite scene from that movie is when Pete's in the gas station and he's like getting his friend to steal from the gas station. But what they're stealing used to crack me up because they were trying to steal honey buns. It was like a honey bun or something like that that they were like, Stealing. That was the snack that these like tough, tough guy, you know, like he was teaching him how to like, I remember at one point he like, he acts like he throws the honey bun into his like jacket and then open up his, opens up his jacket. And he, he like throws it in his jacket and opens it and it's like, Hey, what? No big deal. And then he opens it up and throws it back out and throws it at the kid, and, like pats him on the head. Like, Hey, that's how you do it, man. And it was all over. It was like all revolving around a honey bun. Yeah, and then my favorite part um, was when the butter, they took the butter cream and they, um, you know, people, they try to pretend like they know what you're talking about. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And then they're like, the butter cream at the end where it spoiled or whatever it was. I don't remember the details, but I saw it. No, I, I, I did see it at one point, but I don't remember any of the plot, but I wanted to be that guy who jumps in and tries to act like he knows. So I've watched this movie probably like between five and ten times in my life, and there's actually a Buttercream Gang 2 that came out that I've seen once, that I, but I remember there was like hidden treasure that they were, like they went on a treasure hunt and everything. It was like, it, it was pretty intense. I, I do, remember do you guys remember Never Ending Story? That that was another one that scared me when I. It, yeah. Oh, dude. The uh, um the horse sinks in the in the um and and I had horses growing up. I, the yeah the dark the nothing the nothing is coming the nothing is coming and and I, a lot of like the vibes from like Shadow of the Colossus that video game kind of remind me of like Never Ending Story. It's like a really unsettling like near end times where yeah. Dude, speaking of which, I'm going to get, uh, I want to get a PS2 for in here, and I want to get that game, and some night we should just all come down here and, and order a pizza, order a shit ton of pizzas, and, like, pick a night where we can just stay up until one or two o'clock in the morning, and, like, just sit here and play video games, like, all night, like we used to when we were kids. Dude, we can even bring, I know this is going to sound kind of silly, but we should, we should we should do a purposeful okay this is going to sound kind of silly but i think you guys will be into it we should do intentionally like just <laughs> a sleepover <laughs> we could all bring our sleeping bags in down to the studio somebody could sleep on the couch like yeah and we and we can just come down here and order pizza and like drink beer and hang out and watch play different video games and like and because that's the kind of stuff that I always felt like when I was a kid I was like I would always just look forward to the times I know I ask you to hang out like every day <laughs> but like I I just always looked forward to the times where like I'd be able to hang out with my friends and now that we're adults like it's like um I don't want to say that people think I think that it just gets really hard to like hang out with each other you know what I mean but I but it's like why don't we do the things that we used to do whenever we were kids? Because those things still make us happy. You know what I mean? Like, like these video games still make me happy and these movies still make me happy. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, I think we've reached kind of like, I like the term new sincerity. Like we've reached an age where like, for sure there's a, I don't know. There's a component of it that's like uh, delayed. Ad what do they call like prolonged adolescence? Like the idea that like there's a lot of like people who feel like they never quite graduated into a, a adulthood because of you know economic reasons. They're not making more than they did when they were in high school. They've got lots of debt. They're not living like kind of like our parents lived. You know, where like they had a mortgage and they had two cars and they had three kids. You know, there's kind of like a 
I don't know. It's kind of a weird cultural shift into like, you know, young adulthood today. Um, and I totally lost track of my thought process. I have a, a 2020 goal for uh, Wes Hoffman and friends. If you guys are ready for this. So number one, we, uh, everyone in this room travels to Branson. We play a show. We record a song while we're there. We record an episode of Wes Hoffman and friends while we're there. And last but not least, we attend a live taping of the Jim Baker show. Dude. Is Jim Baker filmed in Branson? Jim Baker is filmed in Branson and he's he's still going and we need to get, we we need to go see Jim Baker together. The only way I am going to see Jim Baker is if I am higher than a kite. Agreed. Dude, I was uh my my so my grandparents lived in Branson for probably uh almost 20 years. They moved to Branson in like 1999 and they just moved back like earlier this year, last year. So we used to go to Branson all the time. I was like, I've, dude, I've been to so many of like the shows down there. Um, it's, it's such a weird, uh, Branson is such an interesting phenomenon because it's just like this small little town in, in between like Missouri and Arkansas and like, or between St. Louis and like Texas almost, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, it's just, it's such a weird little place. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And it reminds me of, um, to a more, like, a, a bigger degree. I mean, there's, I know there's Silver Dollar City there, but, like, have you ever heard of Tunica, Mississippi? So, like, we, uh, Jenny and I went to Tunica, Mississippi one time, and, like, uh, there was, we, we went to Memphis, and then we went to Tunica. And Tunica is just basically, like, this small little town, and you look off into the distance from the interstate, and, like, a couple miles off the road are, like, these four or five casinos and hotels, and like that's that's all it is. That's all the town is like. It is. It's just like these little like skies. So we went up there and we like we mentioned that we were from St. Louis. We kind of chatted it up with like the um, the front desk like uh, reserve like reserve reservation person. What do you call it? Reception. Receptionist. And yeah, and she put us in like. Um, she like upgraded us and like the hotel room was super, super nice, but it's in the middle of like nowhere in Mississippi. You know what I mean? And like we went, um, that's what it, what like Branson kind of reminds me of. It's like this thing out in the middle of like nowhere, but it's like, it's like a destination at the same time. But it's like, do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's such a enigma. So to add to that list from earlier, while we're in Branson, we're going to ride some roller coasters together. Not one roller coaster, but multiple roller coasters. I'm all for that. It's uh, it's the MAGA Mecca. The Mecca for MAGA. Branson is the Mecca for MAGA, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see some stuff out there. It's going to be fun. Clues, Grandpa Joe lives in Branson right now, so we can invite him out to something maybe. Shout out to Grandpa Joe. Wes just ran away without saying a word, so I assume he's either uh, he's either uh, exit scammed his life and we're never to see him again, or he's peeing. Um, at this point, I'm not sure which. So I have a funny story about Grandpa Joe. So he heard he like saw some of the things that I was like editing and stuff like that. So he he saw that like I was like, oh, you can do Photoshop, and he was like, well, Justin, I have a picture of a. I think it was an elk. Yeah, it was an elk. He's, he had a picture of an elk that he took. And he wanted, he asked me if I could edit him into the picture with him touching the elk. I was like, Grandpa, I got you, Grandpa Joe. Let's go outside right now. And I took a picture of Grandpa Joe. I'm like, Grandpa Joe, put your arm up and we'll get the right angle to where it looks like you're like in line with the elk perfectly. Like you're actually in the picture touching the elk. It's going to be awesome. So Grandpa Joe puts his arm up. We take the picture. I take it in, bust out the Mac email myself the picture of grandpa joe from my phone uh i get the picture of the elk that he sends me but it's on like uh it's not enough or no it wasn't it i think it was on his iphone grandpa joe has an iphone 8 so i make the picture for him and he thinks it's like the greatest thing ever and he loves it and he's like thank you justin for editing me into this picture with the elk so like we go we go on we say bye 
And that's that. Well, like a couple, like maybe three to four months, the next time I see Grandpa Joe, he's like, Justin, I, I didn't really like that picture, but one of my friends in Branson was like, you know, the, the, that elk would be a lot bigger. <laughs> so can is there any way you could take that picture and uh, make the elk bigger? So he was like, he doesn't like the picture. Gramp, Grandpa Joe doesn't like the picture of him with the elk anymore. And he wants, he wants me to like make the elk bigger. So I'm going to, I'm going to fix it, but I'm also going to edit Grandpa Joe riding the elk. So first of all, that's awesome. Second of all, you're Grandpa Joe, man. <laughs> Beggars cannot be choosers unless your name is Grandpa Joe. Uh, that's amazing. Like, I love this. A couple years go by. You know, I've been thinking about it. I'd like a little more detail on the elk because, oh, man, never a good deed goes punished. You know, I, I have to say my Grandpa Joe, I had some issues with my Grandpa Joe, too. He wouldn't get out of bed for 20 years. He was in bed with my three other grandparents. So my mom, she would she would wash clothes in hot steaming water and sing about me. And I don't even know who paid her, but she I guess it was a that's why we ate cabbage soup. Uh, so anyway, uh, one day I found uh, a, 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 a nickel farthing pence thing, coin, money. <laughs> and I took my penny farthing bicycle up to spend two pennies and a farthing on two chocolate bars. And I scarfed the first one down. And under the second, I found the golden ticket. I brought it home. But on the way back, Slugworth, though, I can't even go into Slugworth. So, yeah, I brought it home, and suddenly Grandpa Joe, man, he grew legs. He jumped right out of that bed was like, ta-da! And, uh, yeah, so, it, but that, you know, that's just like my personal story. Oh, yeah, they made a musical of my life. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. I guess you've seen it. Dude, you're <laughs> Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think we killed Wes Hoffman. <laughs> oh, dude, that is fucking hilarious. Hey, 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 man, you ever heard of Joe Rogan? It's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go, you were like... You were like, yeah, he really favors our side of the stage. He hardly came over to our side of the stage, so I couldn't get any good pictures. He really favored that right side of the stage. And I pop up out of nowhere and go, did he favor Joe Rogan? <laughs> and we were, we're staying in this Airbnb in, in Louisville. And it's like in the loft area. And like like we're up by this tree. And I remember we were like, I was getting ready to go to sleep, and there was there was like this window, uh, right by the by the TV, and, and and you go, you said something about the window. You go like, I just want to make sure nobody looks in that window. And I look up at the window, and I go, Well, is it Joe Rogan? <laughs> and I'm like, Joe Rogan is in the window right now, in the tree outside the window, <laughs> tapping on the window, going, Hey Wes, Hey Wes. There's always that scene in the 80s movie where you're talking shit about somebody and then the other person you're talking to stops and gets bug, bug eyes and, you, and, they, and they go, he's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> so, <laughs> or did he favor Joe Rogan? All of a sudden your eyes get real big and I go, he's standing behind me, isn't he? He's in the tree outside the window of your Airbnb in Louisville. Dude, I will say uh, that saves the day show that um, I was thinking about the different podcasts that uh, I did in 2019. And, and I would have to say one my favorite one that I did was with Chris Conley from Saves the Day that you were on, too. Um, uh, 
And I thought that was just like such a freaking awesome conversation. And like, um, when we went and saw them in Louisville and I talked about this on that episode, like I literally closed my eyes and like, um, I could feel like, you know, whenever you, sometimes you just close your eyes and there's a certain music playing or, um, yeah, maybe music playing or just something happening and you just kind of take it all in. I kind of did that during one of their songs. I'm like, I could literally felt like I could feel just this like weird kind of heaviness, but like a good, but like at the same time, a really good feeling and kind of like kind of a release. And, um, then we went to their show in Chicago after, uh, we had, we talked to Chris on the podcast. That was like this past, that was like at the very beginning of August, I think we went up there to Chicago. It was Palatine, Illinois, which was like a weird place, but, um, little, uh, side note about Palatine, Illinois. That's the uh, home of Merrill Howard Kalen. His, uh, he had a public access cooking show that was live from Palatine, Illinois. Yeah. There's not much happening in Palatine. We went to, uh, there was, there was the, the venue was called Dirty Nellie's. Um, and it was almost this this type of area, like, I would almost compare it to, like, Kirkwood or Edwardsville or, like, Maplewood, kind of, like, where it was kind of a suburb, almost, of Chicago. But um, very cool show. Jo- uh, um, Joyce Manor played. And, like, uh, we met those dudes, Jose, we met these dudes, Jose and Josh. Um, we became friends with them and, like, it's really cool because I think <clears throat> music can bring you together with people like that. And you end up, um, putting yourself in a position where you can connect with people. And, uh, we met these really cool dudes, Josh and Jose. And it was like, really, it was really fun. We had a really fun weekend that weekend. And we went and, uh, we played pinball and video games for a little while. And, um, what else did we do when we were up there? What, uh, what pinball, what pinball games did you guys play? Oh, dude, what, uh, we played the hook video game or pinball game, which I've never actually seen that, um, until we went there. Say what? Oh, looky, looky. I got hooky. Hooky's a really weird word. You know, like it means like skipping school. There's total free association at this point, by the way, that's the point in the podcast we've reached free association corner. Uh, yeah. So I read a book one time in fourth grade and it was like, this is John. He played hooky from school. And I'm like, he played hook. So he played the character hooky from school, like in a school play. That's an odd way to write that. Like he played hooky. The character's name though, isn't capitalized. So it's like an avant-garde name, I guess. Like I had built this entire story up to make sense of the sentence. John played hooky from school. And then only years later did I realize what the word hooky meant. Uh, yeah, I'll come back to one more thought, too. Did you ever play hooky in high school? I did play hooky once on senior skip day, and uh, I think, I don't know, it was weird. Like, there was this girl who, I think there may have been some legitimacy to, like, she was kind of bipolar, and she had made some threats against some people, and I think it was more like she was a little bit developmentally... Just like not as you know, she she just wasn't as uh, as emotionally mature as some other people. I think, and not that many people in high school are emotionally mature, but she had a really hard time with like people, and so she'd kind of just like made some I think empty threats, but everybody kind of to for their own benefit manufactured them to be much bigger. Like, oh, she's going to shoot up the school or something, which was kind of ridiculous. But it gave everybody an excuse to skip on senior skip day because they could be like, well, my safety. Was you know because there were rumors and I don't want this to be another column by like a total yeah thing that awful horrible high school kids do so that was the only day we went out on this rich kid's yacht that I knew through a friend uh, Kettersonki that, that kid I don't yeah we went out on his dad I think his dad's like a foot doctor a podiatrist they have a like a little yacht out on Silver Lake and yeah we went out there and like hung out and stuff it was really fun James Holloway got up to some antics but I cannot tell you about them on microphone. So I never, I never played hooky in high school, but like in grade school, I think it was probably like I would have been in first or second grade. Like every Monday, I would get a case of like 
oh, I got, I got to go back to school on the weekend was so much fun. So like I would play, I would like act sick every once in a while, like on Mondays, just cause it, like I, I knew I'd be able to stay home. And then like, but what I would do when I was home, I got this, it was called the pre-computer 3000 when I was a little kid growing up and it had like a single line with a, with a keyboard and everything. And I learned how to like program like Q base, like a version of basic on that computer, like at that age, cause it came with a pamphlet and I was like super interested in, in that. It's so, like those times I would stay home, I would like practice essentially like computer science, like back then, but like I would, I would be doing school things and then school got like boring because I'm like, shit, like I, I know how to like, program now and all this like math and stuff I'm learning is it's, it's good, but I, I don't know. Basically, what has is saying is that he's fucking genius. Shit, last shit. Did either of you guys ride the bus back in the day? Oh, you did, bus kid, and you lived in the country too. So oh, you oh, you live you had that forty five minute bus ride life, right? Yeah, I know Herb. So there was Juanita Richie. Uh huh. Shout out, shout out. Juanita Richie, Myrtle the Myrtle the Turtle, and that was her Christian name. Everyone, Myrtle the Turtle. <laughs> Everyone on that bus called this woman Myrtle the Turtle. Go on. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> Dude, I rode the bus, and uh, like it's it's interesting. You 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 go. I feel like you go to school, and you learn. You take classes, but you you do a lot of your like social learning on a place like the bus, like when you're riding, because there's like certain people, even even in such a small group where it's like the first graders sit at the front, second, third, and then high school is in the back, and like if you're you're kind of it's totally separating like different people from different people, like um. My bus wasn't full by any means, but, like, as I look back, like, <clears throat> oh, this dude sits way in the back and nobody really, like, talks to him. You know what I mean? Like, there's the there's these interesting, like, things socially. And then that was when I learned what any cuss word meant ever because kids would cuss and I'd be like, what's that mean? And th- there was this little boy one time that um, he actually lived <clears throat> on a farm. Not I grew up way out in the in the country, like, way out in the country. And so this is going to sound funny when I say this, but like this little boy, he lived near my great grandma and grandpa, uh, my great grandma's farm. And they, and um, he was like this little kid and he, he didn't know what it meant, but he knew that shit was a bad word. So when you'd be like, Timmy, whatever, don't do that. Like, you know, go, get away from us, go up in the front. He'd just go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> He just look at you and say that, like, he, yeah, yeah. He had something. He could just go, oh yeah, oh yeah, shit, shit. And it's like he just knew that that was bad. You know what I mean? Here's a bullet, and I will use it against you in a sentence at some point. Shit. That's right. I said it. I know that word. Shit. Someday I'll be able to incorporate it into a sentence. Maybe even twice in the same sentence. Maybe add a comma. Add a third one. <laughs> Do you remember when you were writing the... And then one day, one day, like, they spill some water. Like, because these kids are, like, in first grade, you know, or the third grade or whatever. And then and somebody dropped, like, their water bottle or something, their water cup, and they like, spilled water on the bus floor. And one of the kids goes, <laughs> he goes, okay, we got water spilled. <laughs> he's like a 45-year-old project manager, and there's a small waste can fire. And he's like, okay, here we go, everyone. He's like, he is in his zone. Like, he is, he is like, he is Mr. Ready to go. <laughs> Okay. This little kid. All right, folks, we got water. Let's back up. First thing we're going to do, folks, I'm going to need you to move back for me. All right. Everybody clear the aisles in an orderly. It's like six. Okay, we got water. Spill. <laughs> that reminds me of that video game that we were playing together, Wes. Uh, it was maybe around like three weeks ago. And it was it was like a 2D scroller action game. 
and there was like there was there was flowing water like at, at one of the parts of the game that we got to, and then you you said, did did you splash him because of your friend? Of one time, there was this kid that was in uh, I was in like junior high and like grade school with, and this kid goes, I was in sixth grade, and this kid was like two years older than me, but he like had been held back a couple times and, and they walk out there and the, this like food service truck, like semi was in the parking lot and the teacher goes, okay. Like we were walking from the grade school to the high school to go to some class or something. And the teacher goes, okay, let's wait for this truck. And then I think we'll, and then the, the, the kid walks up and goes splash water on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> What he wanted to do was like step in the puddle when the when the step in the puddle when the truck goes past and splash water on him. And, I gave him and, and, and then he goes and then he goes flick mud on him. <laughs> so yeah, I I had so many hours and hours and hours every week on the bus to and fro. Splash water at him, flick mud at him. <laughs> Throw oats on their toes and let Uncle Leroy Sows go to town on him? Yeah, I used to sit in the back of the bus and I would just like, sit, I would just stare at the front, stare out the window. Like so many hours of just like lost in thought, like just zoning out, looking at every sign on the bus, every writing. And I was talking to Brandy about this. Remember the sign at the bus, uh, the sign up on the front that would say no standees permitted. Do you remember that? Yeah. No standees. And I'm like, what's a standee? Is that like a wheelie or like a kickflip? Like, what's a standee? I didn't realize it meant one who stands, you know, a standee. That is a very formal language for a child to understand. A standee. And then then it says max cap 65 pass. And I'm like, max cap 65 pass? What does this mean? Again, I'm a kid. Shouldn't this, this signage be like understandable? What's the purpose if I'm like, oh yeah, max cap 65 pass. Then one day it dawned on me, oh, maximum capacity is 65 passengers, but I'm six. <laughs> you might want to write it just full on sentence. Is, is space at such a premium on the front of that bus <laughs> that you can't just spell out the full word? We had, uh, I feel like the bus was like the place where you would always hear like the cuss words or like the dirty jokes and like from the older kids, you know what I mean? Like, and we had this kid that, um, he was a little bit older than me and my sister. And like, he had, he had a Nintendo at home, but, um, he was older. So like he had more cool games and like than, than I did. Like, you know, I had like Mario and stuff like that, but he had like Top Gun and, I would borrow games from him all the time. And he had Nintendo Power, a subscription to that magazine. And so, like, I would always try to sit with him so so that, like, I could, like, look at his magazine. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, dude, and you always, you, you learned, you learned more of, like, about life and about, like, how things kind of were on the bus, I feel like. I feel like that was kind of, I look back on those times and I kind of feel like, Oh, as I look back, I'm like, how fucking weird was that? Does like, doesn't it sometimes like the past in general, when you think back to when you're like eight or nine years old, you think back to that age where you're in fourth, fifth, sixth, junior high, like, and that just seems like a different dimension in time. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a different world. Like it, it only exists in your mind, really. You know what I mean? And like, what? There, that's why I think there's also different stories that, like, you'll tell me that I won't remember and that I'll tell you that you don't remember at all because, like, I was experiencing it through what I was taking in what I saw and you were taking in what you saw. So it's it's a, it's a really interesting thing to me to even think back to, like, what, especially to when you were, like, a really little kid and, like, um, how you felt and, like, different things that were happening around you because it's, like, that... It, it it just feels like it didn't even exist. It's just like a memory. You know what I mean? It's really weird to wrap your head around. Who painted that board? Yeah, we at my high school reunion a while back. Uh, what? Would, yeah, I guess it was fifteen years, a couple years ago. Who? Um, 
we we some of us were like exchanging some stories <clears throat> from like when we were in grade school uh and uh sorry Wes is uh what anyway so uh what was i saying oh yeah so at the 15 year reunion sorry there was a bunch of distraction there not my fault um so yeah at the 15 year reunion we were all talking and uh everybody was just kind of telling stories from grade school and stuff and these were kids who it was mostly at k through 12 with or at least like most of my school you know was like with some of these kids so like pretty far back stories but every story that everybody told no one else knew the story. Like, it was weird. It was like, oh, yeah, my memory of you is, and this girl told me, she goes, I remember one time we had to run the mile, and I beat you by, like, one second, and you were, like, mad that a girl beat you. And I was like, really? I was like, that doesn't really sound like me. Like, I definitely would be the kid getting frustrated because when I wasn't good at something, I would, like, complain a lot. I was probably talking while I was running, complaining about running. But, like, I don't think I would have said that, but she has a full memory of me doing that. And it's, it's funny. It's like, you, I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I don't think I said that. I don't know. And now I'm having to vouch for a five-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that kid said. That wasn't me. <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird, but it's like, no, that, that, that existence is attached to you, but that's not you. Like you with your developed brain now did not make the same decisions that that little person made. And yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I was just going to say that basically it's interesting, like the stories we remember about people and the and the, the instances we remember, because that really shades the entire sort of categorization of that person in your mind, you know? Like she remembers, maybe she remembers some time I was like one day randomly, I was kind of in a bad mood and I was mean to her. And that's the memory she remembers that she goes back to and that really hurt her feelings. And now she thinks of me as that person, whereas I don't even remember that ever happened. And I remember like, oh yeah, we were good enough friends. You know what I mean? We could be living two totally different existences in each other's heads based on the one or two little, you know, memories we have of that person. Yeah, dude, I think you are like, we all are like living a different, based off of what, what we remember and what we took in at the time, like we're having different. Well, and I think also like your, your ideas can be like at the time, maybe like with a girlfriend or something you were really mad at the time and like heartbroken, but now you look back and you're like, Oh, well that was like kind of okay. And that was, that was good. You know what I mean? Like, um, and going to a small school, dude, I went to a super, super small school, like, uh, especially in like elementary school. So some of these people you were with when you walk in on, in, on your first day of kindergarten, you're going to be with some of those people until you graduate high school. So it, it like you weren't if you if you stayed there you know what I mean if you didn't move away and and so some of those people it's like I I almost think of them in in a weird way as like people that I grew up with and like siblings in like a in a strange way because it's like oh well I was in from kindergarten to like sophomore year with you like like we spent. A, a a big long portion of our lives together like to go to, to go to school together that long so like you remember that person and like kind of the times where like I, i'm thinking about this one kid that would like i was never he never came over to my house i never went over to his house like we were never that close but like in school we would like talk and like we were friends and we would talk about different stuff and like play different games together you know and in a way, in a way, now as I look back, it's like, oh well, I grew up with that person. They're kind of in a weird way, like a brother or sister, and more than even the, their their classmate. But it was like I spent so many classes with them over so many years that it does feel like, oh well, if I saw you. But but at the same time, it's kind of fucked up because it's like that person is completely different now than they were when you were thirteen even if you spent eight years with them or, or something like that, you know what I mean? Like they're a completely different person now. So it's like, why would you even really care? You you have no idea what that person is. Like they've changed three or four times over, but it's just like the memory of them and seeing, Oh, that's this person would be interesting to me because it's like, <clears throat> I haven't talked to you in 20 freaking years, but I have this childhood memory of you. So I, I want to see you. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I think so much of what friendship really is in the end is just shared experiences, just the memory of shared experiences, and that's what binds you. But when you graduate and go your separate separate ways, 
and then you see some person randomly. I'm, it's a little different now with Facebook because you used to actually not see people you knew, you know, for years at a time. Now I, it, it's weird. It's kind of changed a lot. But um, anyway, but like, yeah, you, you see someone, you know, you went to high school with, you're not Facebook friends with them. You have no idea what's going on in their lives. This guy, Joe, I went to high school with, like always friendly with him, but we never hung out in the same circles. He was one of the like, kind of ag kids. But, like, always friendly to me. I was always friendly to him. Like, and I've seen him a couple of times around. And I'm like, hey, Joe. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And then that's it. Because we don't have any shared experiences at all since high. I mean, we barely did in high school. But since then, there's nothing there, right? So it's like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. See you around. Because we don't have shared experiences anymore. Even with good friends. Like this one kid I went to high school with who I was really good, really decent friends with in high school. I ran into him a couple years ago. I mean, we chatted for like two minutes. And then it was like, he's living a completely different. He like works at a bank. Like he's just, he has kids. He's, he like races cars on the way. He just does everything he's doing is not anything I'm interested in. And it's weird. Like we have no, no connection now anymore. No, like there's no, and there's not going to be any more shared memories. So that friendship is effectively severed. I think that's why it's like important to stay consistent with like hanging out with people. And I was talking about, I was kind of like touching on it a little bit earlier, like to just get together and hang out with people is kind of like, a cool thing, you know what I mean? And we don't really think of it as like something that we're allowed to do or that we should do. And it's like, I think that's what keeps friendships going though, is, is if you don't see anybody for 10 years, like, it's like, dang, well now we've got a lot to catch up on. But if you're consistent and you're like, Oh, we hang out like once a week or like a, a few times a month and you have projects together, you're creating more and more shared experiences. Like even the, the saves today trips that we've went on, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, different stuff like that I think is really cool to um, just like take little trips. And I mean, we have created our, uh, we went to Kansas city almost a year ago. Can you guys believe that's been almost a year now? <laughs> take a look at the skyline boys and take it all in our time in KC is about to begin. I, I don't know what to say. I wasn't prepared for this freestyle Stockton esque assist of the mic. I'm not the Carl the Mailman Malone. Oh, that reminds me of what you were saying earlier about about uh, Ku Coach. I know you were always the Ku Coach guy. I was the I was a Pippin guy, and I was pretty damn angry. And you know the game I'm talking about. You already know the game I'm talking about. I will say it was not Pippin's finest moment. Okay. He'd had a rough time with Jordan. They gave it to he like and whiny protest. Pippen sits out. My all-time favorite player. I have never once wished the Bulls lost except for that game because I wanted Kukoc to fail, and he succeeded in spectacular fashion. And I remember drained it. The sound of that net was the sound of Pippen's ego just dissolving in front of seventy thousand people. Dude, Ku coach, I'm I kid you not. When he was on, he was on. Uh, but the thing about Ku coach is like Tony Ku coach is he was such a good all around player. Is he was seven feet tall. He they said six eleven, but but he was really seven feet tall. He could drain from three. He was left handed. He could drain from three. He could he could he um could handle the ball really well for like a, a really tall guy. I remember people saying that, that he was really agile and like really good with the ball and he could, he was a playmaker. Like, so, so he was a point, he was, he could literally play point guard sometimes. Like he, if you watch some of the old bulls games, like he brings the ball up and in some of them and like, it's the seven foot dude, like running around, like he's a fucking point guard. It's, it's insane. And then, but then he could also post up, on people, he could post up on like David Robinson or Shaq. You know what I mean? Like because he was that he was also that big. But so I just thought he was like the most awesome, like all around player. Like and and then sometimes he you you could tell he was in the game because sir, he was making plays, but he wasn't like scoring points. But you could tell how the offense was different when he when he would play because he 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 didn't he liked passing the ball. Like he liked just making plays and like winning. 
And um, I think he he played for um, the U, uh, Yugoslavia. And, like, that's kind of their style was just, like, this fast kind of, like, you know, pass the ball. And it, and I remember, dude, one time he passed it to, to Rodman, like, on the block. And Rodman could have just jumped up and jammed it, you know? But, like, I feel like sometimes Rodman would, like, fuck up the play on purpose, like, just to be a shithead. And, like, I will not forget, dude, he, he gave him this laser pass and... And Rodman could have just like jumped up and jammed it, but instead he passed it straight back to him. It's like Rodman. Uh, I don't know if you forgot about this, but you can score points if you want to. Yeah, he only found out about the, that the hoop existed. Like, I think in his last season, didn't he score like three points his last season? So that was good. So he averaged like point. One three points per season, yeah, hell of a score. He was such a weird wild card man. Remember back in the day, he was like cross dressing, like he was wearing like wedding dresses and stuff. I feel like the like mid early nineties were a really big time for men wearing women's dresses, right? You've got Nirvana, you've got Kurt Cobain wearing a wedding dress. You've now I'm all thrown off track. Well, when the Bulls got Rodman, you knew shit was going down. Like, they had Pippen. They had Michael Jordan, who was the best player in the game at the time in the 90s. And then, like, you had Pippen and Rodman. The first iteration, you had Horace Grant and Bill Cartwright. Then the second iteration, you had Pippen, Jordan, Ron Harper, Rodman, and Luke Longley. And then you had Kukoc coming off the bench and... um uh, it was it was an insane time, dude. Remember they went seventy two and ten, and uh, I remember, I remember, dude, when they got Rodman, I was like, shit is going down, man. <laughs> These guys are not messing around. Yeah, I'll have to send you the YouTube video I watched. There was a great thing about uh, uh, Hess is drawing my. I keep getting distracted. Hess has been drawing my profile, a la Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. <laughs> I keep noticing it and getting distracted. So me and my friends used to like have this notebook that we used to like pass back and forth growing up together. Like me and my diehard best friends, like it was me and two other guys and we had this notebook and a folder as well. But like the notebook, we would just try to draw really, really like detailed pictures, but then we would mess up and just go like outlandish with them and make them so like, like we would give up and that like you could see our giving up mixed with like our attempt in the beginning of the pictures and we would crack each other up over these pictures. So, like, we've never actually, like, been really good, like, at doing art, but it's just fun, and it looks, it's funny to laugh at, like, when, when you're done with it. That's, I freaking love that about you, Wes. Oh, shit. All right, we got, we're we're wrapping this up now. It's been way too long. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. This has been fun. Um, uh, we've, we've got a bunch of, uh, you know, we're, we're adults and we got stuff to do, so. We're wrapping this up a little bit, but um, this is kind of what the podcast... I'm going to get a new mic cord before the next one, so that'll be a little bit more smoother. But this has been fun, guys. I just... Seriously, when I knew that both of you guys were going to be down here earlier, it made my heart so happy because I just love hanging out with you guys. And, like, I don't know. It's like... I feel like I I almost have to hang out with you guys once a week. (laughs) Or at least talk to you guys once a day. His name was his. His name was his. But anyways, uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night. Uh, We'll talk to you next time.